Welcome to the First Player Token Podcast, a short podcast for folks who enjoy playing board games with family and friends. I'm your host, Derek Bruff. Usually when I review and recommend a board game here on the podcast, I've played that game at least 10 times. That way I know the game well, and I know it has some staying power. That means I usually review older games, but I also like to play new games too. That leads me to this bonus episode you're listening to right now. Instead of a scripted and highly edited review of a family favorite game, I present to you my loosely organized thoughts about a first play of a new board game. Today, we'll take a look at the game Kohaku from 25th Century Games, a 2020 game designed by Danny Devine, with art also by Danny Devine. Kohaku is a beautiful, peaceful game about building koi ponds. Koi are those big, colorful fish that you will sometimes find in ponds and outdoor gardens. Honestly, I thought they were giant goldfish until I was preparing for this review, and I learned that they are all carp, actually. They were bred initially as ornamental fish in Japan in the 19th century, and kohaku, that particular word, refers to a variety of koi with white bodies and red markings, as seen on the cover of this game. Full disclosure, Kohaku arrived at my house as part of a box of games sent to me for possible review by the publisher, 25th Century Games. Kohaku was the prettiest game in the box, and I was surprised to learn that all the art in this game was by the designer, Danny Devine. I know that designer better as one of the designers of my all-time favorite solo game, Sprawlopolis, which I reviewed in episode 15 of the podcast. Uh, Given his work on that game, I was expecting Kohaku to have pretty simple rules that led to some interestingly complex choices, and I was not disappointed. Kohaku is a straightforward tile lane game. There are two types of tiles, koi and features. The koi tiles depict various colorful fish, sometimes with a baby fish or dragonflies around them, while the feature tiles show flowers and rocks or butterflies, turtles, statues, and more. The koi... The fish come in four colors, red, yellow, white, and black. Some fish are just a single color, while other fish are two colors, like the white and red kohaku on the box cover. There's a central pond board that always has six koi tiles and six feature tiles on it. Players take turns selecting two tiles from the central board and adding them to their individual ponds. The tiles themselves are square, so you kind of lay them out in your ponds next to each other. As you build out your pond with fish and features, it kind of looks like you have a real koi pond in front of you, complete with colorful fish and little flowers and decorations. Two very important rules make this game very interesting. Uh, When you take tiles from the central pond, you have to take two adjacent tiles, which will always be one koi tile and one feature tile, since they are laid out in kind of a checkerboard pattern in the central board. And when you add those tiles to your own pond, You don't have to put them together or adjacent to each other in your pond, but you do have to alternate koi and feature tiles like a checkerboard in your pond. When a certain number of tiles have been placed, the game ends and each player scores their ponds. It's the feature tiles that score points based on the koi tiles around them. For instance, a red flower tile will score two points for every koi tile next to it, up, down, left, or right, that features a red koi. So the red flower scores points if it's surrounded by red fish. If all four adjacent tiles are red koi, then the flower scores 12 points instead, so you get a bonus. Butterflies also look at the color of koi tiles around them, but instead of looking at adjacent tiles, they look at all the koi tiles in the same row or column as the butterfly, and they score two points each. 
Rocks are where the baby koi hang out, and so a rock tile will score one point for every baby koi depicted on the fish tiles adjacent to the rock. Turtles are just five points. They're nice and simple. All the features score a little differently, and the fun puzzle of the game is figuring out which features and fish to draft from the central pond and where to add them to your individual pond. My stepson and I played our first game of Kohaku the other night. What did we think about it? Well, after we finished, I turned on the audio recorder on my phone, and we had a little conversation. What do you think of this game? I like it. Yeah? What do you like about it? All the fish and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, say more. It's fun. And it's <laughs> relaxing. <laughs> yeah. And into a player, you aren't even focusing on the other, the other board. You're yeah. just sitting there doing your own thing. Doing your own thing. And you went for like mostly black and black yellow and fish. Ye yellow fish. I only got one, one single red and yellow fish. And that's it. Oh wow, yeah, that's your only red fish. That's my only red fish. And I didn't have any other fish at all. Huh. I mean, I had a few white fish, but that's it. That, that, this is my only red fish. The only red in the whole pond. And I had lots of white and lots of red. Yeah. And all my black fishes are just black and white fishes. <laughs> yeah. But I like how they like all my reds fish. are kind of together. All my whites are kind of together. Y you have two yellow fish, no three. I do, yeah. Only three. My yellow butterflies did not score many points. <laughs> that is true. And you have three turtles. Yep, I have three turtles. Yeah. That actually got me 15 points. Were you surprised when I flipped the board over? Yeah. There was a scoreboard. I was, I was very surprised when, you, <laughs> when I figured out there was a scoreboard. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of funny. I was like, wait, how are we going to add all of this up? <laughs> and then there's just a little scoreboard in the back. <laughs> and it was just right there. All along. And this is uh, also the tiniest board I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah. The front side of the board. Yeah. Yeah. But it works. You got like 12 tiles to pick from every round. Yep. And I like how the ones, after you take them, they, they move out to the outside. Yeah. Kind of keeps all the... And you draw them in the middle of them. Yeah. That way all the, the choices are always a little bit different. Yeah. I don't feel like... I feel I felt like there's just one on the bottom uh, right, one to the one to the left. Uh, um, that one was uh, like we never actually picked. Oh, did it just stay there the whole game? I think it just <laughs> might have. I wasn't watching for that, but I bet I bet that's. Yeah, I was like I was like, when is someone gonna pick up that spot? And it <laughs> never actually happened. Yeah, yeah, and I like all the choices for different features because they score yeah. all differently. Yeah. Yeah, I like, uh, there's one time where I was like, oh, there's red. Actually, I don't want this red because I'm missing uh, red, so I'm going to leave it there. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe I didn't notice you didn't go for red, except for that one fish. Yep. Yeah. Only one single fish that had red, uh, red and yellow on it. I do wonder, because like you did like yellow and black fish mostly, mm -hmm. and I did white and red. I wonder in a three-player game if like someone would win because... I don't know if it would work out the same because we couldn't just split up the fish evenly. Yeah, but it would probably be more competitive. Yeah. At, uh, than to a player like uh, you were focusing on white and red fish, and I was focusing on yellow and black fish. Uh, we were uh, like uh, we were just picking fish out of there. 
right. and we didn't even worry about each other. But if we and had a third player, if we had a third player, they might be focusing on black and white fish, and then we'd both be in trouble. Yep. <laughs> yeah. You'd have to watch yeah, out for that. Uh, and while I was playing, there's not a single round. Uh, there's not even a single round that you had took a fish that I wanted. Hmm. Yeah. But if we had that third player. Yeah, and every or a fourth player. Yeah, and the board's so small that every single time um, that I picked something up, uh, it was just the right thing I wanted. <laughs> yeah, it, it's such a small board. Mm, that's true. That the thing that uh, that's hard is that um, you can't just pick two fish and then place them somewhere. You have to and. It makes it very, very, very hard. You have to get a fish and a feature. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes there's a fish you want, but none of the features that come with it are good. Yeah. Or vice versa. Yeah, I like it. It's clever. Yeah. Simple, but clever. Lots of choices. Yep. It's a good game. Thanks for playing. Thanks to the 11-year-old for trying out Kohaku with me and for sharing his thoughts on what he liked about the game. Uh, One thing that I was a little disappointed about uh, when I went to put the game away was that I realized that it doesn't really have an insert. Uh, There's just some baggies to store all the tiles in. And there are a lot of tiles. You don't use them all in a two or three player game. You have to, you pull out some tiles. And so keeping them organized uh, seemed important to me. So I went immediately on to BoardGameGeek, the website for BoardGameGeeks. And I found that someone had posted a design for a 3D printed insert uh, just for this game. And so I got our 3D printer to work and about 12 hours later had a really fantastic insert. And you can see some pictures of that in the show notes for this episode. There you have it, my initial thoughts on Kohaku from 25th Century Games. Will this hit the table again in the future? I really hope so. Um, I think Emily would love this and I'd like to try it at three or four players. Um, So I expect we'll have a, a good family game of Kohaku soon. And if it holds up for repeated plays, you might just hear a full review of the game here on First Player Token in the future. That's it for this First Play bonus episode. I've been your host, Derek Bruff. Thanks for listening. Now it's time to play some games. <laughs>